1: Serie A Chronicles Isabelia Chronicles
0: Production Attenzione, <fart> attenzione <fart> all'Inter
1: Ultima occasione, Geko Manda nello spazio, Barella Barella in area di rigore Palla per Gosses gol!
0: Gol! Go! 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 Hi everybody, welcome to Serie A Chronicles latest episode. Uh Mina and I are recording in the United Kingdom where we have a new Prime Minister Mina, and it's not uh someone from the produce aisle, it's a person, not lettuce, uh, which we're a little bit disappointed <laughs> about. <laughs> We probably shouldn't get too political. We'll get we'll get in trouble if we go down that path. And there's plenty to say about Italian politics as well. But um, never dull, is it? Never dull, is it here at the moment?
1: No, I mean, if you guys didn't know, there was like a letters, and they were trying to figure out who was going to outlast it, our prime minister or the letters. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, letters won. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's gonna be engaged in any more races <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is how much UK like sport by the way like we we have a competition for everything you know so um Dear.
0: oh Nikki how are you doing I'm all right I'm I'm I'm, I'm having a crazy day I you mean know? <laughs> today's a mess but that happens sometimes You know what else is a mess, Mina, is every defence in Serie A this weekend. I'm exaggerating slightly, but there were three games in which teams scored four goals. I think we should start with the most chaotic of all of them, because it really was chaotic, which was uh, Fiorentina 3, Inter 4. I feel like we've been hinting at for a while this idea that, oh, okay, now we really are back to Paza Inter. There's no more pretenses about it. We've had Antonio Conte's regular and strong era at Inter, and now we have the Paza Inter. This was I don't even know I, I don't even know what to think about this game, Mina. I've been writing about this game and I and I still don't actually know what like I think about this game. Because on the one hand, some remarkable resilience from Inter. They went 2 0 up. I agree. They got picked back to 2-2, they took the lead again. They got picked back at 3-0. They got the goal again in injury time. On the other hand, they absolutely should have been on 10 men from the moment DiMarco put his studs on Bonaventura's uh, knee in the penalty box, which um, the referee Valeri didn't even spot at first. The AR booth picked it up and, and sent him there. He ends up giving the penalty and, and then doesn't, doesn't even book DiMarco, which I cannot understand. I cannot understand how you see that challenge and don't think it's worthy of some sort of card Mina, I don't know, what, what was your overarching feeling by the end of this game? In terror, back or this was just madness from top to bottom?
1: I actually don't have much to say about Inter. I don't think they did too much wrong. I mean, look, this was a game that I genuinely thought was done in dusted until Marco just turned into a psychopath. Um <laughs> I'm joking, yeah. But until he committed that error, I really thought that this was just an easy win for Inter. It is pretty much like I predicted. For me, when they asked me, like, which team I think was going to win this, I was like, Inter, it's, it's fine, you know. It's away from home. They're always scared about Fiorentina, but they've had really good results there, like, against Fiorentina in the last 12 games. so and then you know there was that moment and all of a sudden Fiorentina decided that they're going to be up for this challenge and they're going to try again in this game and even though look even though they conceded three goals like one was a penalty I don't actually have much to criticize them for I think it's everyone had their moment when Lautaro Martinez and Barella are in the kind of form that they're in right now I find them unstoppable and I, I really do think when Lautaro Martinez shows you the full extent of the weapons that he has in his arsenal it is stunning to watch you know three goals from his left foot three with his right four goals in the last three matches I mean he's just he's been amazing Barella has now taken part in 50
0: goals in Serie A no one at his age has managed that It was such a good finish that first goal as well I really enjoyed it it was a striker's finish Boy mette <laughs> Barella in area di rigore rete e l'Inter passa subito ancora Nicolò Barella che assist però di Lautaro Martinez prima il velo poi il filtrante in piena area di rigore della Fiorentina abbraccio collettivo l'Inter passa subito dopo nemmeno due minuti Fiorentina 0 Inter 1 ha segnato ancora Nicolò Barella
1: Yeah and, and I don't know if you heard the commentator but he keeps going, having a go about Barella who was always up in the referee space and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But no one complains when Barcelona do it, you know? So like, you know, go on and do that if you have to let, let the Italians do it. But I, like, I have more of an issue with Fiorentina. And I just, I, I guess most of the things I have to say is the fact of why did you go to sleep until you got the penalty? You know, where is your pride and comeback? Like, why did they have to give you a, a, an open invitation to come back into the game before you did? Secondly, I like the changes made to make it 2-2, but by having so many attackers, where's your balance? Your defense, I think, is, is so bad. Like, it is that defense for me. Like, if you can't score a goal, then at least know how to cover back at the back, you know? And that really bothers me. And most of the things that I have to say have to do with, you know, I don't think they have a great team. I think I don't understand the purpose of Dodo. Like, if I was there, I would just be like, "Well, you're just not playing at this moment in time." Like, never, you know. Like, <laughs> Dodo is somebody that I cannot handle watching. Like, I really cannot, and I and I feel sorry for them from an attacking point of view. But I do think that if you can't score goals and at least know how to defend it the way at, at the back, and yes, there is so much to say about the referee is fine. I I totally get that. I don't feel like Jecos was a foul, by the way. I don't necessarily see that one but I definitely think that Di DiMarco should have been sent off. So I, I understand that, but it's Paolo Varieri, right? Like he always makes, he's like the Rocky Horror Show. There's always one massive mistake, in, you know, at one point. And then what happened afterwards between Rocco Comiso demanding an apology from Inter and i i what's going on with Fiorentina? Like, I don't understand, you know, and then beating up that fan who celebrated the Inter goal at the end. I, I feel like there's just... There's a a lot of problems there with that club that they really need to mend because they're going to start spiraling out of control. And I can understand why that they feel hard done by in this match. And I totally understand, especially a goal that I feel like Mkhitaryan had no idea that he was scoring. But the rest of it, I'm more worried for Fiorentina than I am about thinking that Inzaghi and, and his Inter are back. I never really thought they were out of it. And I don't even know if they're back in it either, because like I said, this is a really topsy-turvy season where there isn't anyone barring Napoli that looked to me like they're very capable, steady and consistent at all
0: times. It's so hard to know where to even go with Inter, right? So they've gone five games now, well, four wins and a draw in five games. The draw was away way to Barcelona at the Camp Nou, so already you go, well, it's a pretty decent place to get your mm. one draw. And they could have won it, right? Like if Aslani squares the ball to Mkhitaryan exactly as Barella yeah. does in this game, they win that game as well. And it's kind of a repeat of last season, in a sense, in that Inzaghi last season was able to go, well, all right, we didn't win the league like, I did, like they did on a Conte. But look, I did get Inter through to the Champions League knockout rounds, which no one had done in a decade, by the way. Like Literally no one in a decade exactly. had taken that far. And, and I won the cup. And the European situation is they're not through yet, but it's... It's really impressive when you think how bad they were in that opening game against Bayern Munich. That they're now completely in control of their destiny. Need to just beat Victoria Pilsen, or even if they don't beat Victoria Pilsen, we'll probably still go through because the chances are that Bayern Munich aren't going to give um, Barcelona three points either. So it's been a really impressive rebound in 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 Europe and in the league. Look, it's it's a lot. They're a long way off off top still, but I think it's kind of early to worry about that. I, I think what's more interesting is is exactly what you were just saying. Look. Barella and Lautaro when those two players are on are huge difference makers and I think the the great question for me with this team is still why is it that Lautaro Martinez goes 43 days without scoring a goal and then suddenly is back to being one of the best strikers in Europe because that's what he looks like when he's playing at this level yeah that's a mystery that that for me I I can't fully solve I I know there were some um, quotes that were picked up from last week where he was talking about how last season when he was in a goal scoring drought it was like every night I would go to bed thinking about the fact I hadn't scored so he's obviously someone who like this weighs on him right like when things aren't going his way which is partially an explanation that's just the character he is but yeah the difference between Inter with good Lautaro and Inter with bad Lautaro is is big I think I feel more optimistic for them than not going forward because look Lukaku is supposed to be back for the game against Pilsen so that's pretty big right you've you've got your your strike partnership back where you want it, unless you're completely sceptical about Lukaku, which I know Mina is not number one fan of (laughs) Lukaku. I don't know. I don't think you're so sceptical that you think they're better off without him, are you?
1: No, no, no. Um, Especially not if you're telling me, would you rather have Korea? No, thanks. I'd rather have Lukaku. Or Jaco. So I, I do see that. I just... With Latano Martinez, I, I don't know. What, it's really hard to judge kids because we have examples like Haaland and, and Mbappe. And so now we expect a lot of them. And and the truth is, is that when you're young, you are inconsistent a lot of the times. And, you, and you're supposed to allow that to happen on its own. Like Vinicius Jr., I mean, I remember Real Madrid, like everyone used to think, you know, where is this guy? Like, why is he so bad? And then all of a sudden he wins the Champions League or or you have Rafael Leao, where I was like, oh, my God, it's like four games he'll show up on and four he'll fall asleep in. And and I don't know whether it, it is the kind of game that he's playing or, and I wonder if Lautaro Martinez right now would be the best without, if Barel is not at at the peak as well. But to have somebody who is there for him as well, who can produce the magic that Barrele can, allows Lautaro Martinez even more um, opportunity to, I think, like, fight and be that player. Um, And I think it's quite hard to lead the line because he used to depend on Lukaku. And I do think that'll be good for him to come back. I just hope that the team don't only look for Lukaku and then, you know what I mean? That's the only thing that Mm -hmm. worries me about is that he's such a big presence that he sort of swallows all the attention But the difference, I guess, between both of them is that they both played a really good game, Fiorentina and Inter. But the difference is Lautaro Martinez and Barella and two individuals that have the quality of of superstars that Fiorentina just don't have. You know, I mean, they've Mm -hmm. just bought so much in attacking, in attacking talent, but all of it is very subpar. Like that game with Vlaovic up top would have made the difference for them, right? But my point is, is if you don't have that talent up front, then perhaps try to figure out a way of plugging the holes at the bottom. But. I also understand that, that you know, if Italiano has a plan and he wants it, wants it all to work. And perhaps right now he is forsaking his defence in order to, sh- to sh- sort of bring back the attack that hasn't scored many goals. So, I, again, I, I respect his methodology, albeit like right now it's just not producing the results they need.
0: It's a weird game for that stuff, isn't it? Because actually, like, you're right that the attack hasn't sort of, but he'd been working as they wanted to. But actually this was the day when all the new signings did a thing, right? Like all the, the replacements yeah. for Vlaovic because um, Cabral scores the penalty and then Ikone, who I had really high hopes for and has mostly been um, anonymous, scored a brilliant goal. And then uh, you were enjoying the the different faces of Luki Jovic in this game at the end. Yeah, I just don't understand
1: this guy. <laughs> Like, there was just this moment just before he scores the goal where he thinks the goal is right right opposite him. And it's, and like he's trying to control the, the, the ball, but it's nowhere near him. And I'm laughing at him because I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is such a bad forward. And then he strikes that goal. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, like, maybe he's really good. And then he celebrates. And I'm like, oh, go away. You know, the way he celebrates, which is like, stop talking about me. And, and like, does these like gestures with his hands that everyone's trying to like get angry at. And then, and then there's a part of me that's like these Fiorentina fans that get so angry with their players every day and so angry about everything in life. Maybe if you just enjoyed football (laughs) rather than constantly feeling your heart done by all the time. And like, you know, Baggio left us and Vlavic left us and Jovic is screaming at us. And oh my God, where it's always, whoa, you know, it's always, they're always crying foul somewhere. And I, and I feel like they invite a lot of negative energy into their stadium. (laughs)
0: I didn't mean to clarify before when you were saying about the stuff that went on with the directors and then in the sands, just to be absolutely clear, so no one's ambiguous on this. Uh, there was the, an, a, a situation with the directors where Fiorentina directors were accused of sort of verbally abusing interdirectors. And, and then there was talk of of someone having hammered on the door of the interchanging room. Fiorentina denied this and, and said that was you know, not what happened. And it was just a, a door being closed in the same corridor. The instant with the fan who gets physically assaulted is something different. It's not Fiorentina directors assaulting a fan. So everyone's absolutely clear on this. That was yes, that's a separate thing that, that went important. on. There was a video. Yeah. Um, of of an inter fan who got who got um, attacked in the in the stadium for celebrating.
1: Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Serie Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network.